everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Hi, everybody. We're here to talk about The Simpsons. Uh, because anything is better than actually talking about this episode, so we're going to stretch this whole intro out for a very, very no, long time. No. I'm fantastic, Robbie. It's <laughs> it's hot as hell outside, and I really, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to next week's episode about absolutely anything else. Uh, you don't say that, Matt. You just <laughs> monkey paw curls because next week's episode is going to be worse somehow. Oh, you're probably right. That hurts me to think yeah. about. You're probably right. So don't don't do that. Just you just take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. Uh, we're getting a cold front coming through this weekend. I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. We've got a heat wave. It's been over. Must be nice. Been over a hundred. Every I got out of, I uh, I was in uh, San Antonio last weekend, and I my car sat out in the sun all day, and I came back, and the temperature in the car said 118 degrees. Ugh. Very hot in Texas right now. Uh, hi guys, we are Brady's Fire Sports on Patreon. Sports by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus podcasts for $5 a month. Gain access to all that. Plus, all the, all the old episodes falling off the feed, slightly remastered. Plus, these new episodes, early and uncut. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Ooh, yeah. Max Blaska. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. Uh, this week's episode is Papa Don't Leech, episode KABF09, originally aired April 13th, 2008, written by Reed Harrison, directed by Chris Clements. Received a 3.8 rating with 6.9 million viewers. The couch guy get paintbrush dabs, paint bobs on the couch, which form into The Simpsons. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's couch gag. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Uh, episode guest stars Beverly D'Angelo as Lurleen returning, and uh, the chicks as themselves, or as formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Um, who again are fine get, get, with what they're given they do perfectly fine i wish they were That's in true. a better they episode have to do, yeah they have to beat up a horrible person and sing a silly parody song yeah and they I, do a good job of that yeah they i wish feel like you could well hey we'll save that for fix this episode matt which i'm almost guaranteed we're gonna do uh, i don't think i don't think either of us are feeling very generous about this one Oh boy, and that starts with right at the very beginning, where we start with Abe and Homer driving at night. Where Man. from? Where to? We no don't know. one knows. No one knows. No reason. Uh, Abe, Homer's unsure if Abe should be driving at night. Blah blah blah. We get a bit here with Abe switching the stage, the the song on on the music playing a lot because he doesn't like them, complaining in old man ways. Not enough bebop. Not enough whatever. Uh, moxie or where you know old-timey words likes none of the songs soars all over the road and then is run off the road by patty and selma and they roll down a, they roll down a cliff slowly first like they roll for a bit stop roll for a bit stop roll for a bit stop and then end up in a spot where the the cliff collapses below them they fall more times down cliffs and then end up again parked and okay, I guess the, the car is wrecked. Um, Homer is good enough to get out of the car. Grandpa's stuck in there. Uh, and this is when we get this moment. <coughs> Son, call me an ambulance. And while I'm in the hospital, you'll have to visit me every day. And then I'll have to come live with you while I recover. 
Eventually, I'll die in your home, which will hurt the resale value, but it'll all be worth... Dad? Dad? Wake up! What? Oh, I was having the most wonderful dream. I always wake up just before the good part. You can just drop me off here. I'll see you later, honey. Okay, Matt. Let's break this down. This this insanity. Can we just ignore this, please? I I don't want to hear about Homer having a dream and calling the good part where he kills his father. If we ignore all the things I don't like in the episode, there is no episode. I know. I'm sorry, man. We have to do our. We have to do the podcast. Is what I'm saying. Can we just just air a rerun? That's what they did. (laughs) No, no, that'd be. If we aired a rerun, of the uh, it'd be much better. Uh, quality, sure, but also is only prolonging prolonging how long we have to do the podcast. Obviously, you know, there's (laughs) because we'll have to stop someday when they stop renewing the show in the future. Um, we say this as it's been renewed for season 34, as if there was any doubt. I think 34 and 35, they've been oh, really? They get two seasons at a time, I believe. Um, but it is revealed that that is all a dream, a dream from by Homer. As he is asleep behind the wheel with Lisa. And I just wanted to pause and address the fact that this is what opens this episode is a dream from Homer where he crashes a car and then is going to kill his own father. This is a reference to the Sopranos. Uh, it doesn't really mean anything. There's no, me- it's not a meaningful reference, but it is what they're referencing. Um, and then he wakes up, and then he drives away. And then we move on to Lisa. So there is literally no reason for this to be in the episode. Not even tangentially. This is just nothing. And it's and, and it's very disturbing. It is... Just like always. It's Homer just wants to kill his own father by suffocating him. Like, I cannot... I really want to outline how brutal this is. Like, it's really upsetting. It's not a nice thing. Um, but Lisa is dropping off cookies for Mayor Quimby. Girl Scout cookies, but not it's, it's not the Girl Scouts. But it's whatever the Simpsons analog is. I forgot what it's called. Doesn't really matter because this. Oh, hey Matt, stop yes, me, Robbie. Stop me if you've heard this one before. This does not have anything to do with the plot. Well, of course not, Robbie. Why would the first act have anything to do with the plot? <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> it makes me so mad. So uh, Lisa's trying to give, I guess, I don't know if she's selling cookies or the order of these cookies. It doesn't matter. It is ultimately revealed that Quimby has no money and the town has no money. All right, yes? I'm delivering your Scout Gal cookies, Mayor Quimby. That'll be $30. For three boxes? The money helps us serve the community. We plant trees, pick up litter, cut up milk bones for old dogs. It was a rhetorical question. And I use rhetoric in my answer. Oh, let's just move on. 27 to the left and open. Where's all the money? Why, it's right... Uh Uh-oh. We spent all our money on that new slogan for Springfield. Here. Uh, what say you leave the cookies and I pay you double next year? Sir, I didn't 
didn't get the skepticism merit badge falling for promises like that. If you don't give me those cookies, I'll pass a law forcing your organization to accept gay scout leaders. I would strongly support that measure. Just give me those cookies. Uh, you're a, you give Let me, go you of go, this. Me, is a no. low point for my administration. No, no, give me. <laughs> so the town has no money, man. This is all to get us to Springfield has no money. On a, uh, 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 so by the the, the transitive properties of the Simpsons in season nineteen, we're only two more connections away from the plot. Well, you know, hopefully we're only two more. Connections. I I think it's only two now. I think we're at two. I think we're at two more, which is not good, but it is better than some episodes. Um, That's true because we're we're we've gotten from cookies to town out of money. Now we're going to go to taxes. Lurleen, so then to Lurleen's dad. So that's so two, two more. Two, two yeah, Lurleen. Three, I, I, I call, I qualify Lurleen as the plot effectively. Um, mm, yeah. We have, but there's that, that is still minutes away because we have town meeting where Homer proposes they fake a disaster to get federal money, and then we get a scene with a fake FEMA guy that scams them out of twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars, and then, and this is happening. This is much slower than how I'm describing it. But it is also incredibly boring um, and serves no purpose. It is not funny. I mean, I'm going to ask that question now. I have the question we ask every week. Did you laugh at anything in this episode? Um, let me think. Let me go through the whole plot. Um, no. No. Definitely not. Nope. Um, no. I was kind of amused by the whole grandpa having an otter thing, but that's that's really about it. I think that's it. Yeah, no, 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 no laughs at all. No, I didn't. I did not laugh. Uh, I rolled my eyes a lot. I did not ever laugh. Um, but then, so the the town now has less money. They have less than zero dollars. Um, although I would say that probably there's probably a lot of towns that operate with negative balances routinely because then they get reimbursed by oh, the state. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, they get reimbursed with state money at times. And various, there's a lot of. But the Simpsons are not connected to any sort of reality, so I shouldn't even think about that. Uh, Lisa has been crunching the numbers apparently because she's bursting in this second town meeting again. Second town meeting, Lisa bursts in and say, "A lot of people owe back taxes. They haven't paid their taxes. That's why the town has no money." And <laughs> what? Now, what is Probably happening? This is, this is the extremely convoluted way we have to get to Lurleen. Rather than just having Lurleen show up, you you could have just had that. Like, hey, they're watching something on TV, and there's Lurleen, and then she shows up in the backyard drunk. They they have to go through all of this because they're just out of ideas, <laughs> or they need to fill time. Like I don't know what this is. Um, no. So this it's very convoluted. So they eventually get people to pay their taxes, <laughs> I guess, and that's what the, except for Burns and uh, for Quimby himself, which I that I will say that that I didn't laugh at that. Matt, I did go eh. at that yeah, little bit that's, where that's where Quimby that's... skipped over Burns and skipped over himself, so they didn't pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a nice little oh okay. That's something. Um, everyone has paid their taxes except for Lurleen. And now the entire town is looking for her. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Because Lurleen owes $50,000 and with some kind of penalties that comes to $12 million, which is a decent amount, but even in a small town, it's not that much. Uh, also, Lurleen still lives in Springfield. Didn't she like move away and you know Don't, become a big star? No. Well, okay, Matt. Let's not. Okay. Um, 
we get a quick recap but basically bart does the bart does a very quick bullet points recap of who Lurleene was and oh, okay this and this is a real question at this point anyone watching okay you're let's say it's 2008 matt you're watching this episode fresh you're you're sitting down on sunday night april 2008 and you're watching the simpsons this comes on do you not know who Lurleen lumpkin is at this point in time, I feel like that would have been a very uh, good bet to make because people who are watching The Simpsons in 2008, anyone who enjoyed the show during the golden years is gone. They have no <laughs> clue. They, they do not still watch the show. They have abandoned it like I did. I wasn't watching The Simpsons in 2008. I didn't start rewatching the show uh, seriously. Like I, I, I wasn't even watching new episodes until we started doing the podcast. I was just you know rewatching the golden years, maybe picking up an episode every now and then. So. Yeah, I feel like a recap would be necessary for her. Okay. I, I just, I find it, uh, the, the see, hearing Bart's recollection of Lurleen through the lens of season 19 is something I don't enjoy. Uh, I'll be very clear, <laughs> clear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's been missing for years, Matt. That's what they say. She's been missing. Not that she's fallen on hard times, which they have alluded to before, but she is just gone. No one has no one worried about this before this very moment. Nope, no one cared up until now. Wouldn't it be like, isn't that a perfect introduction into the plot, though, where Lurleen's missing and the Simpsons go and try and find her because they feel sorry? Wouldn't that be a good way to get into this without all this nonsense? Well, yes. OK, obviously. but they don't but, do that. They don't but, do that. They don't do that. You're right, man. They don't. Uh, but the Simpsons. <laughs> that's, that's But the Simpsons. Homer doesn't care, though. I, I, I cannot emphasize hard how hard in this episode they do their best to make us not like The Simpsons. <laughs> Any of them. Uh, maybe Marge a little bit, but even then, it's just... Homer, you had a very close relationship with this woman. Sure, she tried to push her over the line and wanted to have an affair with you, but you did the right thing. You 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 uh, stayed by Marge's side. It doesn't change anything about the fact that you did have a close relationship with her for a time. You would still care. Homer should still care about her. Well, Homer in the golden years would have cared about yeah, her. Yeah, Homer, Homer now. <laughs> Homer now dreams about murdering his father in brutal fashion. Um. She just that's shows hilarious. It's very funny. Homer shows up. Uh, no, Homer shows up. Lee shows up because Homer is the only one not looking for her. She shows up in his backseat. Just randomly just appears, Matt. This is the solution they come to. This is the clever yep. workaround they get to where Lurleen just appears. In Homer's backseat, yes. Uh, again, my idea for the beginning of the episode. She just shows up in their backyard. It's at least as good as this. So Lurleen shows up and we get a brief fallout. Look at those idiots. I bet Lurleen's a million miles away right now. Hey, Homer. Ah! Shh. I'm more wanted than the last petal on a bloomin' onion. Don't worry. You can stay with us. I'm sure Marge will be cool. <laughs> you got a best take coverage without ever getting I'm taking you to your home before you wreck mine. You live here? Bye, Marge. 
when she's got a friend. It's your turn to clean the toilet. Where is it? You're holding it. Get him! Oh, come on. Thanks, Marge. Gee, after all that's passed between us, I mean, well, you're a bigger woman than I am. Are you calling me fat? No, no, no. I'll just be quiet. <sighs> the Marge Lurleen interaction in this episode is awful at best. Makes no sense. Uh, stupid. <laughs> uh, should I go on? <laughs> you can go on as long as you like, Matt. You know I do. Uh, um, no, this is so Lurleen appears in Homer's back seat. We, she is, Homer's going to take her back to the house and let her stay with them. Marge and him have a muffled argument. Shouldn't we hear this? You'd think so, because I'm sure some very good points are made on either side before Marge leaves. Like, this is, like, this is, I think this is a good, it's very emblematic of the show, is this is an argument I want to hear. I, I want to hear why Homer wants, Homer I would like to hear Homer be empathetic. I mean, like, I picked she was on the street. We we should give her a place to stay, and then Marge could bring up like, and I they don't need to yell about it. But I would like them to have. And Marge goes, "This is the woman that tried to ruin our marriage." And Homer's like, it, "Well, it, it didn't. It didn't happen." And she's in a really bad place. We should try and help her and do our best. And Marge can then acquiesce and go, "Okay," and but feel worried about it and feel con- conflicted about it. And that's interesting. But instead, we just get this muffled yelling. Marge storms off with her uh, and then realizes she's about to drop her off underneath an overpass where uh, some homeless men use a toilet for a, a bucket for a toilet, um, which that's I that's really not that bad. I don't know. Like cleaning like, I yeah, it's not. It's awful. It's gross. But also there's way worse things that would happen to Lurleen potentially than just having to clean a toilet. That's not. I've cleaned a toilet before. It's not. Uh, yeah, and honestly, cleaning a bucket probably easier than cleaning an actual toilet. There's yeah. less nooks and crannies. <laughs> but I've also like. They would not be using that bucket for a toilet, guys. That's. I don't know where you know. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what the like. I don't know what any. Especially, of... especially if most of the uh, unhoused people there are men. Uh, men will just find a corner somewhere. Yeah, I. I. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what all this is, but this terrifies Marge. This horrifies Marge, and uh, she agrees to take Lurley back. And we in that weird, we end the act with that very weird moment where Lurley just says, "I'll be quiet," and we go to commercial. Eight minutes, eleven seconds. Eight minutes. Eight minutes, eleven seconds. Wow, uh, really, nothing happens in this first act except Lurley's now moved in with the Simpsons, sort of. And we haven't even gotten to the actual plot yet. Plot. Robbie yeah. will tell you that, oh, you know, this is this is part of the plot. I would say that this is not part of the oh, plot. Oh, okay. This is still because, we're still inciting right. incident territory, Matt. Oh yes, yes. Okay. We, all right. I, it takes halfway through the episode to get to the actual plot. So, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So uh we when the, we come back from commercial, uh the Simpsons are in the backyard. Lillian is making barbecue for everyone. There's some terrible jokes about her using some other kind of meat to make the barbecue good. Uh, I, I forget. It's, it's like aardvark or something like that. And she's like, oh, no, just kidding. It's chicken, which obviously the the vegan Lisa does not want. Uh, but Lisa shouldn't be eating barbecue anyway. Whatever. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. So <laughs> Marge is is making peace with Lurleen. They're starting to get along. Uh, and Lurleen is about to say thank you for all the Simpsons have done for her. Very sweet of her. Uh, when Wiggum shows up. He's on the roof somehow and orders them all to freeze because obviously Lurleen is a wanted criminal. 
Although generally, uh, given how little she owes, I doubt they would arrest her, but it's Springfield, so sure. Wiggum then jumps off the roof and hurts himself. Not like bad. He's able to actually get up and walk afterwards, but Lou asked him, why'd you do that? And he said, I thought it looked cool. I'll, That's it. That's the joke. I mean, for, I'll hear Matt. I give him like the tiniest one single golf clap. Okay. Because <laughs> it, like uh, Wiggum wanting to jump off the roof and say, I wanted to be a cool guy is something I believe that Wiggum would do. Okay. And he does not, he was, he's only somewhat hurt, but it does hurt him. Okay. It's not, this is not wearing complete cartoon territory. He's like his hip hurts because he jumped off the roof. Okay. It's something. I'll give them this. It made me, I think this is another moment where I went, eh. I went, eh, okay. Yeah. It's intended to be a joke and it almost lands, but does not. Yeah. Just like okay. Wiggum. <laughs> uh, that's a better joke than anything in this episode, Robbie. Anyway, uh, we then get a scene of Lurleen in court uh, in, you know, for the, you know, uh, her trial, essentially, for her back taxes. Your Honor, I would love to pay the money I owe, but country music changed, and I went out of style. Objection! Speculating on the trajectory of trends in country music. I'm going to allow it. Lorleen, the court orders you to make payments of $100 a week till such time as your music comes back in style or becomes appreciated for its camp value. So, yes, Lorleen is going to pay $100 a week. Um... To pay back twelve million dollars, so she'll be dead. You want me to, you want, you want me to do the back. math? You want me to do the math real quick? Matt? No, it's quite cool. all right, Robbie. You sure? I mean, we, we have to we have to put interest in there as well because you know, that's no, how these things. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Let's see, twelve zero 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 zero. That's twelve million divided by a hundred. Let's see if I can do this math. Okay. Oh, that's a hundred. off two zeros. That's hundred and twenty thousand weeks. weeks. That's a lot of weeks. So let's do further math. Fifty-two weeks in a year. So fifty-two. That's a twenty-three hundred and seven years. So it's twenty-two thousand three hundred seven years it would take for her to repay her twelve million dollars. That's without uh -huh. interest. At least until her music comes back into style. Obviously, then she'll be rich again. I mean, to be fair, the it would that her music. Her earnest country music probably would have a some market today, at least. That's true. That's true. All right. So, Lurleen is honestly okay with this because you know now she, she has you know, served her time or whatever, and she's doing what she can. So she gets a job as a waitress at Moe's. Uh, and she gets immediately sexually harassed by Mo himself. Uh, and basically tells uh, Andrea uh, that she he will uh, steal her tips. Okay. 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 Well, let's. I want to be very clear about this, Matt. Okay. Mo does not sexually harass her. Mo is only an abuse. He's just a bad boss who is going to steal from that's her. That's right. Okay, but it's yes, not. There's right. no. Despite it being Mo, there's no sexual things going on. It is just him being an, a terrible, uh, awful boss. Okay. Lenny and Carl, on the other hand. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Carl asks her out, and at the end says, "Oh, uh, you know, I, I wasn't actually interested. I was just wondering." Which okay. Fine, you're a, you're a man child who can't handle rejection. Whatever. I mean, it does hurt, it's, Matt. You know it's, when it's crappy when someone tells rejection you no. Hurts, but you know the that's the way the world works. People are allowed to say no to you. Don't get all butthurt. Well, about okay, it. okay, okay. Well, okay, Matt. Okay, let's. Carl is mm -hmm. an angel shining from heaven compared to Lenny. Oh, compared to Lenny, absolutely. That's what I was just gonna say. Okay, okay. So Carl, or uh, Carl is fine. You know, he's just a little upset. I got rejected and tries to save face. Lenny, on the other hand, also asks out Lurleen, but when she says no, 
says that she's going to get a snake in her mailbox. What the isn't that isn't that funny? Fudge. No, Matt, that's funny. It's a funny joke, huh? Men being Kay. bad, men being terrible is funny. Okay, don't you like Lenny? Oh wait, I yeah yeah. And the worst part, the, there's something even worse about this that I'm not just about to play as a clip. In the very beginning, I want to call attention to the fact that Marge says she even rejected Lenny. Yeah, Marge, she did because apparently he's the kind of guy who puts snakes in the, the <laughs> mailboxes of women who reject him. What kind of horrible person? Good God. Anyway, here's a clip about the real problem when we're actually going to get to what's happening in this episode. She turned down Lenny and Carl? That's like someone who doesn't like hamburgers or hot dogs. What can make her hate men like that? I was crying in my cradle when my daddy hopped a train. He left a hole in my heart and filled it up with pain. I know no amount of liquor will soothe my aching ticker. Cause the love for my deadbeat daddy is still pumping through my veins. <gasps> so that's it. She's been burned by the most important man in her life, her father. How could a man just abandon his family? By which I mean, what is the method he would use, and could anyone do it? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Lurleen Lumpkin has a hole in her heart, and I'm going to fill it. So, yes, Homer would also like to abandon his family. Ha ha. Ha ha. I just... Okay. It's okay, man. Okay. Matt, this is... Mm-hmm. that qualifies for subtle humor in this episode considering what's going to happen when we meet Lurleen's dad. Uh-huh. Okay. So, continuing on, Marge goes looking uh, for Lurleen's father. So, okay, wait. Okay, and... Matt, Matt, for a quick question. What time, how much, how long is how long, how long has the episode gone on right now? How would you estimate? Give me an uh, estimate. I would say probably about 11 to 12 minutes. 11 so to 12 minutes. halfway through the episode. Over halfway through the episode. And you're and you're saying this is the plot, right? Is Lurleen, not, I it's not. This is, this is the plot. Is Lurleen... This is what this episode is about. The thing we always ask. It is about Lurleen coming to terms. And her relationship with her father. Okay. Relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. Because let's, I, I don't often say this. Okay. But let's look at the title of the episode. Papa Don't Leech. Uh, exactly. It's all about her father. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, just like, but it's not about the Simpsons at all though, right? Well, of course not. That'd be silly, Robbie. Okay. Don't be silly. It's about Lurleen. Uh, okay, I'm, this is a good enough time as any that, okay? To do it, okay? I want to talk about... This is the, the, mm-hmm. the primary thing I want to talk about this episode. There's not much else uh, to talk about in this thing. It is... is let's talk about Lurleen. Lurleen Lumpkin has appeared fundamentally once in The Simpsons. She's been background gags a couple times. They made a joke about her, her voice like i think doris growled at her voice for one for a single appearance as like a joke um because she lived in the gutter or something but effectively lurleen has has been in one episode colonel homer and then she's gone like a lot of celebrity guest characters they appear once then they're they're gone from the show and fundamentally lurleen exists in colonel homer as a wedge between Homer and Marge. 
she is a a window into a different world for Homer. Homer could she's younger than Marge. She's beautiful. Uh, she's talented, and she has the potential to make Homer very wealthy with her talent. If he chose to leave his family behind and instead pursue Lurleen and stay with her and become stay her manager and so on and so forth. It is just a, it is a brief glimpse. It is temptation. But Homer ultimately and Colonel Homer goes, No, I'm not gonna choose that. I'm gonna choose Marge. I love Marge. Marge and my family are more important than all this potentiality. They are uh, they are my heart, so to speak. And it reinforces the kind of guy Homer is, uh, and the fact that this great temptation is not enough to lure him away, that Homer stays with Marge. Marge is what he wants. Marge and his family are what he wants. It is a, it's something that, it's hard to remember when you're watching this episode where Homer is effectively a sociopath, where he wants to murder his own father and abandon his families, but in that episode, that is what is reinforced, and it ultimately leads us to like Homer more after the episode's over, and it carries on throughout the rest of the show, where we go, oh yeah, Homer is that kind of guy. He would stay with Marge. And then we see that pop up multiple times throughout the show, where Homer's tempted by another woman, and ultimately goes back to Marge. Um, and it goes the other way as well, with Marge being tempted by other by men as well, but the fact that they both choose each other reinforces what we love about them. Lurleen, as a character is not much in Colonel Homer. She is, she lives in a trailer park. She's a waitress at a bar. Uh, what's the, uh, serving FUD. That's right. Good old FUD. Good old FUD. I uh, thought they stopped serving that after all those hillbillies went blind. Um, but what else do we know about Lurleen? Uh, we know that she was lived in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a very sad upbringing, uh, which, you know, we can now verify. Uh, and that's about it. And she is, uh, as we learned in this episode, she is very attracted to men who look like Homer. Because apparently she has had several uh, boyfriends who are all basically Homer. What, Robbie? I hate it so much, man. Uh, I hate it. 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 But uh, what, I, like, fundamentally, like, why would you come back and revisit Lurleen? What's there? What's there that you need to go back to this the character? Only thing I can think of is they wanted to do a episode about scammy country music managers for some reason, and they said, well, "Who's the only country music star we've had on here?" Well, obviously it's Lorraine. That's the only reason, and I just I I have no idea. Well, is, like, is but is it even about that? No, not really. Not no, as far as I can tell. But it's also not like I mean, it's just that that's the question I come to when I watch this episode. Like, why is it, like even if I don't know, we're gonna tackle this when we get to fix this episode about what what do we do? But I I don't think there's much here. Like, Lorraine is a one off character. She she did exactly what she needed to do. Beverly Angelo is was great and is frankly not bad in this episode for what they give her, which is basically yeah. nothing. Um, but there wasn't depth there and there was no need for more depth. You, it, the focus on Colonel Homer ultimately is Homer and March. That's the point with some nice, some funny late parody country songs sung by Lerley. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else. Yes, Robbie. Introduce us to Lerley's dad. So getting back to the actual plot of the episode, because we have to, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
So Marge goes looking for uh, Lurleen's dad, and we get a whole bunch of dumb crap about her, uh, you know, uh, trying to find him. And eventually she tracks him down to a really crappy-looking house, uh, and he admits he straight away says, yes, I am Lurleen Lumpkin's father. And so Marge explains to him the situation, uh, which he says he's going to have to, you know, uh, whiskey up his coffee or something like that. And then pours a bunch of whiskey into his coffee, drinks no, all no, 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 Matt. Okay. No, no, come on. Get it right. Whiskey up his cereal. Whiskey up his cereal. Sorry. That's what it was. And then he brings out a glass of juice and says he has to heroin up the juice, pulls out a syringe, adds a brown liquid to the juice, then adds more of said brown liquid and downs that, which I don't know a lot about drugs, Robbie. Pretty sure that's not, with heroin, that, that's not you how, gotta no, inject the, it. I mean, you can, you can, you well, can't powder form. That's what liquid does. Much. I, I, it's okay. They don't need. We really don't need to break down in drug intake. But you really don't drink. You don't drink heroin. Uh, it will have an effect, but it is not. You inject it. Um, I. But I don't. I don't. I don't know what this is. I don't like. And he's wearing a shirt, Matt. This is. He's wearing a shirt that says "No Child Support." Yes, he also is doing that, unfortunately. What happens uh-huh. next? What happens next, man? So, Marge brings Lillian's father to the Simpson home, uh, where they don't straight away go to Lillian. We cut to Lillian in the basement being sad when she hears someone ham boning. Uh, for those of you who do not know, that's where you just slap your thighs with your hands. Uh, in the upstairs living room. So she runs up to find her father. I believe his name is Royce. Mm-hmm. Uh, ham for the Simpson family. And that is their reunion. Uh, Lurleen is obviously extremely upset with him. But after a little back and forth, two to three sentences, completely has forgiven him. She decides that she wants to make it work with him. And that she is going to try and be a good daughter. And he is trying to going to try and be a good father. And that's it. Everything is totally okay. Episode over. It's not. That's not. That's not true, Matt. Oh, really? That's real. I'm sorry. It's not. Absolutely not. She. Uh. She, yeah. I. This is. This is not about. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I honestly have no idea. Like, is it? If like you would think that this is building to oh, Lurleen, and this is me doing all the work. This is me mm-hmm. and the audience, by ostensibly by extension, going. Okay, Lurleen misses her father, a, or mm-hmm. a father figure, so much that she is willing to almost immediately forgive him for all the terrible things he's for leaving her and blah 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 blah, all of that. And you would think that okay, this is planting a seed for later. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing not even a little there, bit. there's not any payoff to this there's no there learning has no there's no emotional closure there's no emotional growth there's no arc to this there is just th- things happening and then dumb and dumb and dumbness dumbness that's a word right no. in the simpsons world it sure is <laughs> fair enough <laughs> hey man i love montages yeah. do you like montages Oh, I love montages. Let's you know. Let's do a montage right now of uh, the Simpsons family, as well as you know Royce and Lurleen, um, 
doing stuff that are father kid stuff, uh, mostly at the fair uh, where Homer doesn't have a lap. And it's just it's generic father, happy father and child stuff. And then and then and then they get back to the house. Everyone's had a really good time. And so they begin to sing about the new relationship they all have to each other. And Robbie, going to warn you, this is rough. Just, you know, if you have children in the room, feel free to close their ears and them out of the room because this is just, it's a song, sort of. Oh, Daddy, you made me the happiest girl on whichever side of the Mississippi this is. And last night, I wrote this song just for you. Now I see you ain't such a bad guy I haven't felt this good since the Lord knows when And I'm sure you got a million reasons For being gone a hundred twenty seasons My daddy's back and I'm feeling like a daughter again Yeah, daddy's back and I'm feeling like a daughter Daddy's back and she's feeling like she oughter. Daddy's back and he's drinking bottled water. Keep it down and reading Harry Potter. My body washes Estee Lauder. Daddy's back and I'm feeling like a daughter again. And here comes Grandpa with an order. Song's over, Dad. Oh, I took three buses to get here. <clears throat> Sorry, everyone. I felt like you had to hear that if I had to hear that. So, sucks to be you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some bad news for later on that because I have the. I, oh I, no! I, did I, you? I, I pulled the I pulled the chicks version of the song too. Um, I I mean I think it's important. Uh, this song's terrible. <laughs> it's real bad. It's really bad. It feels like it. Like okay, so. Obviously, Simpsons have done tons of parody and, 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 and pastiche versions of songs in the past. This feels like a parody of a parody. This feels like someone else making fun of The Simpsons. And that's not good when it's The Simpsons themselves <laughs> doing it. This song is really bad. It's really terrible. I don't know what is going on here. Um... I don't understand it because I still don't know anything about Royce. Nope. He is generic bad father. That's all we get. Well, like he, and he shows up and he, and we don't really, he doesn't ever get asked like, Hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go meet your daughter again? You know, do you want to make up with her and, and try and have a relationship? No, we don't get anything. There's zero mention of that. And, Daddy's back. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's that. <laughs> and uh, that is almost, almost the end of this act. But first, Royce has to once again walk out on Lurleen. That's the actual end. Would would does that also include Royce very silently whisper singing about him being a deadbeat dad? Oh yes, sorry, I, I forgot that part. Yes, it does include. He that. sings. Let's be real. 
he sings a a verse in the style of the song as he is leaving in the middle of the night without his shoes on so that he doesn't make too much noise. Why is he leaving, Matt? Uh, well, we will eventually find out, but right now, we have no idea. Now he's just leaving. Do we find that's out? That's the end of the act. Do we? Do we, we, we? do find out. We do. We find out. Yeah, that, wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, don't, let's, let's, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, it's an open-ended question for now, Matt. Um, we come back commercial at 16, 16 minutes and 11 seconds. <laughs> there's just, that's four, there's four minutes left in this episode. Mm-hmm. Four, four minutes. We just got, as you would say, Matt, we just got to the plot. <laughs> and it's four minutes to go. What do you do? Uh-huh. Um, okay, so Lurleen, really sad. Really sad. Really depressed that her dad left again. And this is when uh, they watch. They're watching TV. And they see that... Uh, the the Dixie Chicks, the Chicks, as they are called, now have a uh, their own song. Oh wait, it's not theirs. It's Lurleen's song. Oh, cheer up! You still got your talent, and that new song you wrote is gonna be a really big hit. Here's a new song that's rising faster than a rocket with a rocket up its butt. It's from the Dixie Chicks. We said some things that came out wrong. But now we've got a brand new song Cause free speech needs curtailing now and then We pledge allegiance to Fox News Please take away our right to choose Oh, that sounds just like my song But how could they have heard? <gasps> Daddy! America's back and we're feeling patriotic again If you need me, I'll be. Oh, who am I kidding? No one needs me. I'll give slightly more credit to the chicks version of the song because it actually has a. Uh satire in <laughs> it does it does it's actually an interesting song uh that maybe almost smile a little bit considering their history uh uh and even the fact that it's changed the name of the chicks uh in present day all leads up to that uh there there's more value in it but i would also add that the show effectively makes us listen to that song twice um and they didn't need to they could have easily had this same thing happened and them turn off the TV so we don't hear the whole thing uh, because because then no, no. you would get well, Robbie. They had funny lyrics for both of them about essay Lauder and an otter. You, you saw how they worked the otter into the second song. Right? I think honestly, Matt, song. honestly, Matt, Patriotter is maybe the cl- the the best thing. I like, I, you know, best being with sneer quotes, but it is. I think the Dixie Chicks saying Patriotter is the probably the best thing this episode. 
So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attack him off on that one, but it is like you be clever about it. Find a way in uh somewhere somehow I in I don't know. I I would also add that the 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 chick's version of the song is better, but it's also kind of contrary to the theme of this episode. Like it's not about you know the, the like it, this episode's not about Fox News. It is not about censorship or freedom or whatever. Um and i wish i wish that that the the their song was in a better episode basically in an episode that made for it makes sense to be in honestly that's really my complaint not that the song is bad quote unquote um but it is better a better fit for this which this is my this is my theory Matt. okay mm-hmm. my theory is they wrote the chicks version first you know that does feel like a correct way because they had this idea for the song and then they kind of shoehorned it into the Simpsons version uh, or the, the Lurleen at home version because the stuff in the, the, uh, the first time we heard it, which is, is completely nonsensical. That's my guess that they wrote it for the, the chicks version first and then re then rewrote it for it to make sense for with Lurleen. I don't know if that's true. That's my guess. Um, if they went the other way around, it's even more impressive, honestly, that they made it better. But whatever. So this is the answer to that question, Matt. Theoretically, right? Royce left because he could sell the song to the chicks. Is that your answer to that question? That was what you were going to say earlier? Yes, that's what I was going to say earlier. Okay, Matt. This is my follow-up question. Uh, how? Mm-hmm. Robbie, you're asking too many questions, all right? I mean, obviously, (laughs) this guy who is a small-town deadbeat addicted to heroin and an alcoholic would know every country star in the world because, I mean, they all go to the same AA meetings. Oh, Matt, that's very mean. That's not fair at all. There's... Addiction hits all kinds of people, not just countries, country singers. Um, I know. I'm just saying that most country singers have some sort of a uh, problem with addiction, and obviously that's not they true. Would different AA historically, they have it was things. historically it was only Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, but <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them in the '90s. No, well, Gar- are you saying Garth Brooks had a problem with alcohol? Yes, I am. Oh, what about okay? What about uh, his alter ego? What about uh? Uh, oh, oh, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris had, Gaines had a lot of issues. Oh no, <laughs> Chris Gaines got hit too. Oh no, um, like it, 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 it they all they did was just like, well, he leaves and sells the song. Well, one, he's not musical. Like it's not like that. Lurleen has recorded this or written it down at any point. It would mean that Royce listened listened to the song literally the one time, and then was able to transcribe it in his head later which is really incredible but they were not shown that ability at any point uh how no he's just a musical genius that no one (laughs) wants to mention he's but he's a deadbeat lives in this terrible house has no money uh is an addict does heroin well robbie that's obvious just because capitalism does not prioritize artistic integrity i mean matt i you're not gonna hear an argument from me about that but uh it's not what this episode is about It, it it does not it takes the focus away from Lurleen and her relationship with her dad. And that which that's what everything in this episode should if that's what you want to make your episode about, everything in the episode should come back around, point to that. But instead it's about Roy stealing a song and and the Dixie Chicks are here. And how did all this happen? And why did he leave in the first place? Like there's never we never get any insight into Royce at all. He's just, oh, he's a bad guy. And you're like, 
he can't be if you want this episode to be anything. He has to have a, a degree of nuance. He has to be more than nothing. He, and they don't put any time to him. He's just the jerk. He's just a dead, deadbeat. There is no value. He has no, there's no value. There's no, nothing good in him, really. And there's, and there's no reason for us to care about him. If Lurleen cares about his approval, we need to care about it because that's what the episode's about. Right. Uh, but then we have to see why that is. Yes. Or why that Lurleen doesn't need him. You know, like that's, we don't get any of that. We just jump straight to the end of the story, basically, because now Lurleen sat in the basement and Homer uh, comes down and, and busts out the Colonel Homer suit. He's there in the Colonel Homer suit and Marge is now there, too. And she is major Marge. And they they give her a little pep talk. Marge gives her a little pep talk about she is control of her own destiny. She doesn't need her dad. And okay. Okay. But that's not what the, is that what this is about? I thought it was about needing a fatherly love or something. Well, Robbie, no. <laughs> well, the point is that Lurleen needs something. We thought it was fatherly love, but it turns out it's actually success. She just needs confidence, success, her own like yes, exactly autonomy. Like again, this that is a different episode. That is entirely different than this. This is about a relationship with her father. What is the, like if you want to branch that off and connect it back to her needing her confidence and autonomy you gotta do way more work than what they do in this episode oh my god uh also i would add that that we see colonel homer and marge in her in her major marge suit which looks very similar to the the colonel homer suit it exi- they exist in literally only this scene yeah because they go back to their normal clothes in the next scene obviously. but but they look good. Why wouldn't you like have it be a bigger? You telling me, Matt? You're telling me that they did Marge make that suit for herself? Apparently, I thought Colonel Homer, which is, which is I thought Homer impressive. got. I thought Homer didn't Lurleen buy the suit for Homer. She did, yeah. So how did Marge? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm really. Marge is a very talented seamstress. She is. I just. It's just like, but to only wear it this one time. Just to talk to Lurleen once in the basement, and then we never see it. They convince Lurleen that she's she's a master of her own fate, uh, and she goes to confront her dad uh, alongside the Dixie Chicks. Royce Boss Hog Lumpkin, you are a thief, a dirty, rotten, lowdown. I think I can say it better with this. (laughs) No, no, no! Don't hit him in the head. He needs that to think up our songs. I'm Lurleen Lumpkin. And he stole your song from me. What? <gasps> okay, maybe I abandoned my daughter and stole her song, but I'm still the most honorable record producer y'all have ever met. Well, he's got us there. Still, in human terms, he's deplorable. Let's make guitar picks out of him. No! I'm dropping y'all as clients. Oh, I can't thank you guys enough. Now I'm opening for the Dixie Chicks, and I may have just met husband number four. Babe, need a hundred bucks for beer? Ooh, I think he's a keeper. Well, you're very welcome, Lurleen. Of all the women who've hit on Homer over the years, you're my favorite. Aww. If you ever come near Homer again, I'll strangle you with your own hair extensions. That's right. I know. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Robbie, how much do you think Lurleen's getting paid by the chicks to open for them? Um, I mean... Enough to just give some random dude a hundred bucks for beer. A hundred dollars for beer. That should be some very expensive craft well, beer he's drinking. Well, okay, Matt. You asked me, okay? I was very content just to move on, but you asked, so you pulled up this bottle of worms. Um, Bottle of worms? Ball of worms. Oh, boy, Robbie. You're having trouble today. Um, I have a can of worms, what you're looking for. Can of worms? Canister of worms? Yes. Can of worms. <laughs> Jar. <laughs> Jar of worms. Jar of worms? <laughs> I'm just... It's barrel of worms? A barrel of it's worms? buttload of worms? Buttload. Oh, that's a lot of worms. Um, Yeah, there's a bit here about Mar- like that Lurliness had a bunch of husbands. They all look like Homer in various degrees. And now she has another boyfriend. She thinks it's going to be another husband that looks, again, much like Homer. He's a roadie. And this is... It's just so, so stupid. I think that's like... Oh, I could like use a lot of flowery words, but I don't think the Simpsons deserve them. It's just so stupid and very... It immediately breaks my, my, my disbelief. It breaks my suspension of disbelief. And... Um, and... Like you can, and honestly, like, what does that have to do with Lurleen? Again, what does that have to do with Lurleen and her dad? Nothing. It has nothing. She makes bad decisions about men. Is that what we're getting all this back around to? Which is also very lazy, very trippy writing. Um, and they can't help but be cynical here at the end. Matt. That's why when you bring up this joke about him, her loaning off this hundred bucks to some guy she thinks is her future husband that looks like Homer. And uh, they can't help but be cynical. They have to be like, oh, Lurleen actually hasn't learned anything. She's just going to do fall into the same cycle again. And you're like, well, that's kind of awful. Like, can we not have that cynicism here? Um, cause, frankly, the chicks, when you ask, like, how much would an opening act for the chicks get paid? Probably pretty good. Uh, the chicks pay for lots of people. Uh, and they are very successful. I know when they came through Austin, they did multiple shows. All of them sold out. Uh, they did very well. Uh, Austin is kind of right in the middle of their demographic, but whatever. Um, I would say you'd probably make pretty good money as an opener if you're the direct opener for and you're touring with them. Probably doing all right. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's not what this episode is about. And like, they just use this to undercut everything they theoretically would have done. They didn't really do anything. So who cares? Um, what's the point of this? Oh, this episode? There is none. We should just nuke it. <laughs> We'll rank it at the end of the show. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but Robbie, is this episode broken or just completely useless and we should throw the trash? No, it's, it's broken. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I feel like at least as a thought experiment, now, we should try and fix it. Okay. Not, I, I, I honestly, no, I don't. If you're asking me genuinely... No, I don't. We don't need an episode with a second episode about Lurley. Okay. Do like it, would it be in my top hundred of Simpsons episode ideas? No. <laughs> yeah. I would. There's a, a, if you're asking me to bring back other guest characters, I would not bring back Lurleen of all of them. Like there's the other ones I would bring back way before. Yeah. I brought back Lurleen. But as a thought experiment, what you want to you're bringing back Lurleen. Why? What are you going to explore? And. What do you want to do with it? Why are you bringing back Lurleen? Is it just because, oh, we want to have Beverly D'Angelo back? We want to feature her again as Lurleen. 
would be the focus on it, of an episode or is it because matt oh we have the dixie chicks and it'd be fun to have dixie chicks and lurleen in the same episode okay i mean that last one sounds pretty pretty spot on that i mean i'm just trying to think of like in the real world why would they bring lurleen back why would did they have they did they look at the head at the guests they could have and they go we should write an episode about with the dixie chicks in it oh well we should have lurleen in it, an episode and then we could put them together and that'd be fun um Unfortunately, they don't really get many. They don't really get scenes together. They get that one, which all they do is beat up her dad. Uh, my first question is: Do we make it about her dad? I, that seems like a bad idea to me. Like, if you want to have uh, an episode about Lurleen, I I would probably be more likely to make it uh, something along the lines of oh, how you know the Hollywood appetites are fickle, and that she went up and now she's gone down, and what will it take for Lurleen to be happy that she no longer has her success? I think I think that's the right I think that's the right attitude Matt, is the right mindset is well we aren't going to use we're I we're not going to do the Lurleen Homer thing again okay we, it's been done there's nothing you can do the second time that make make it better than the first so abandon it you would make it Lurleen is hard uh, facing hard times and the, they're, Homer and Marge are the only people that she can go to for help I mean, she needs somewhere to stay while she gets back on her feet and I you, I would have a single scene maybe at the beginning where you have Marge a little just dis, Marge distrustful mistrustful uh, mistrusting of Lurleen and I think that's perfectly fair but Lurleen would have just be very open and honest and say like there's nothing happened between me, me and Homer and nothing will uh, ever again i'm older now and i've kind of uh, after going through the music industry i am uh not as i'm not as innocent as i once was and i realize what i've done and it's not going to be a concern and then you can just never bring it up again and you have marge believer trust her and you have her trust homer and then you can make the episode about the other stuff but you use it as a lens into the music industry and if you have the dixie chicks like you, if you have, let's do that. We have the Dixie Chicks. Okay, well, they're going to be coming through Springfield. They're going to be doing a tour, and Lurleen sees that and says, "This, I have an opportunity. I want to impress them and try and convince them to for them to bring me on their tour with them as an opener." And the whole episode is about the build up to that, her trying to get in the right mindset to perform again and uh, impress the the chicks and. Get on the tour, and then there's probably there obviously there's gonna be conflict, there's gonna be trouble. She's gonna have self doubt, and she's probably gonna have questions and worries about well, well I don't want to be what do, I do I want to be famous again? Questions like that, and I use it as a lens to explore the music industry and music in general. You probably bring Lisa in as a more a bigger to closer to the forefront of this episode. Homer is less uh, important in this. Um, and considering Simpsons season 19 Homer, that's probably good. You know, <laughs> less Homer, the better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't want more, more jerk Homer. We, I, we, we don't, we don't need it. Um, but ultimately I think that's the, if you want to do an episode with that, you don't have her dad. Like, it just seems like the dad's there to make some jokes about Hicks. Like this is all this and, is and record producers being jerks. Which yeah, is, like, which is fine, but it's a different episode entirely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to make it about, oh, my my manager, my producers were they like they took advantage of me, and they I didn't understand the business, and now that I do, and like 
you could have her and obviously the chicks have some have very strong feelings about that stuff you could utilize them and have scenes with with Lurleen and them where they commiserate and they go oh yeah that same stuff happened to us you come on board and Lurleen goes off becomes a successful touring uh musician and bon voyage until the next time they come through springfield and then you probably end the episode i just thought i'd end the episode um with uh them watching the concert and musing and then like they leave and i was like well what now and lisa or whoever what do you mean what now but like and homer's like well we just opened up our house to this woman now she's famous and she's gonna leave us again and i'm like yeah well that's that's how the simpsons goes we can make a joke about how the how the show routinely does this where guest stars pop in and pop out all the time um i don't know but that is more interesting than this if okay that and that's again all that is being said matt if you need if you have to do a lead episode another one i i wouldn't <laughs> I, I wouldn't i would just not do one but they decided they did they wanted it i don't know they do decide terrible things like that all the time. I don't know. Uh, just have to breathe out. Just have to do this like deep seated. <laughs> um, I just remembered something that happened in the season thirty three episode that we reviewed this week, and I don't like it. Oh no! That I just remembered. I didn't talk about it in our Patreon review. It's fine. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the News Group is where I ask our patrons at, at patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show to leave their thoughts, their reviews about an episode, and I read them on the air. First up from Derek. Sequel no one asked for, but it does make it easier to analyze how far The Simpsons has fallen when you can directly compare and contrast two episodes. Despite being a follow-up to Colonel Homer, this episode has no trace of Simpsons' DNA. It's written so haphazardly, the stabs at humor are abysmal and the tone is completely off. Why would they make this? I don't understand. Look, I'll fully admit I'm a complete nut job perfectionist when it comes to a lot of things, like Monica from Friends on Crack, but I really can't comprehend the lack of care that goes into these episodes. The overwhelming feeling of apathy. I'm applying for an Irish translator traineeship in the EU in Luxembourg, and I was just confirming a few things in an email the other day. It wasn't part of the application or anything important, but I was meticulous about my Irish, making sure everything sounded natural and grammatically correct. My name's on this email. I don't want that person to think I'm stupid, or I just don't care. So make something of such slapdash, low effort, poor quality, and shove it out with your name attached for it. See, so, it's so baffling to me. Take pride in your work. They did when they made Colonel Homer. They certainly don't anymore. They, and we've got the third entry in the Moda Simpson trilogy coming up this season, too. They bosh that as well, and I bet they couldn't have cared less. Oh, no, Matt. Another Moda episode. That's not going to be good. <sighs> For Matt, wait, so Lisa is a fan of both Angelica Button and Harry Potter? It's a good question. You're talking about it's a good question, go. but it's also the least important part of this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it just it's just the fact that, that they both exist. Like, why would you just stay consistent? Yeah, but Harry with Potter your... isn't as uh, is it popular in the Simpsons universe. Angelica Button is the big one. Harry Potter is the knockoff. All right. Uh, from Casey. Lurleen is in my upper ranks of favorite one of characters. She deserves more representation. But this was not the way to do it. Once again, if we trim the fat of an episode and maybe the writers would have time to expand upon things, cut the entire beginning and just give us the old Kent Brockman news piece on a resident of Springfield. She can still be broke and homeless, but don't make the whole town out to get her. 
but give her some unky herb dirt. The animators have been doing well this season. Surprised they didn't give her a coat of grime to start. It's also pretty weird that they can't quite nail down a mar- down, mail down Marge's opinion of her. However, I did enjoy Southern Fried Succubus and Hee Haw Ho. I wish Marge would have a smaller role and put Homer in the driver's seat as he has the connection to her. Make him the one who wants to find her dad. And speaking of her dad, what has he done to prove he's not a bad guy? Because he agreed to meet you in Canhambone? He abuses drugs and alcohol, abandoned you twice, and cheated on your mother. Give him more comeuppance. Reserve the can in this episode for him alone. <laughs> Once again, Bart's puts it best. You'd think a house full of crazy people would be fun, but it's just depressing. Yeah, there was that one moment. That's a quote from this episode we didn't mention. That Bart literally is... This is after Lurleen cuts out the word pop from all their food, including his uh, Rice Krispies Snap Crackle Pop and all the cereal falls out. And Bart just basically, like, Bart doesn't quite stare at the camera, but it is very much a fourth wall breaking. You'd think a house full of crazy people would be fun, but it's just depressing. And it feels like, (laughs) is he talking to us? Is he telling me this? Like, Bart, I agree. I agree. Is Bart trying to, like, get out of the show? Is Bart become, is the character come alive and just like, hey, help me, please. Is this like a call for help from Bart Simpson? Do we need to, like, stage a rescue attempt, go back in time and travel into the show? I don't think that would happen. Uh, From JJ. If you know how to do that, we have some serious discussions to have. I wish that'd be pretty good, though. I mean, that's like two separate questions. Is like, oh, okay, I can enter fiction. Also, I can time travel. <laughs> I would say that if you can travel into fiction, you can uh, you are effectively time traveling anyway. That's true because fiction can take place at any point. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, from JJ, <laughs> that's what fanfic is basically. Uh, from JJ. How do the writers expect us to take the story seriously when Lorleen's dad appears wearing a shirt that says no child support before shooting heroin into his orange juice? These immersion-breaking gags the teen seasons do all the time that undercut any attempts at getting us genuinely invested. I must say it's almost impressive that an episode about a guest character from the Golden Years returning and dealing with parental abandonment someone manages to be so devoid of substance. Couldn't care about anyone or anything that happened in this entire episode. The plot is so underdeveloped, and the jokes are so lame and bland. King of the Hill is their own version of this episode about Luann and her dad. It is far superior. Uh, yeah. It's not fair to compare Lurleen to Luann. I'll say, like, that's... Ooh, they're yeah. leagues apart. King of the Hill knew how to write, knows, knew how to write characters. Um, uh, from Tim. I was trying to think of an analogy for this episode. Best I can come up with is an effort from Elton John's 1988 offering Red Strikes Back called Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's Part 2, which ostensibly was supposed to be the sequel to Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Nobody wanted that. And nobody wanted this. One would have thought it'd be some sort of twist. Instead, I get the impression that the Simpsons writers were approached by a job seeking Beverly D'Angelo, but couldn't be bothered thinking about anything original right. I guess this ranks above the true Drek, but not anything more. Number 376. Uh, from Gabe. Worst episode this season. Couldn't tell you what this episode was about. This is ruining a classic episode. Two out of ten. Terrible. Fair enough. Uh, from from here, Matt. Here it is. From Mr. Simpson's writer. I co-wrote Lurleen's song from this episode. We pitched a lot of things that rhyme with feeling like a daughter. Here are some that didn't make the cut. I'm drinking lots of water. I don't pay rent. I'm a squatter. That pumpkin's gonna rotter. I'm a video game modder. Villains are evil scheme plotters. Luke's dad is Darth Vader. This only works if you pronounce it like the Dutch. Luke's dad is Darth Vader. Oh boy. And finally, I'm going to read the crime blotter. 
Uh, Casey adds, please, 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 Robbie, can you sing it with Matt going, Daddy's back in between? <laughs> Each. <sighs> I'm sorry, Casey, we can't. I don't think we can. I don't want it. <laughs> we cannot do that. I'm I don't, sorry, I, don't I don't, I don't, I don't. We'll do one. How about that, Matt? We'll do one of these. You just got to say Daddy's back, okay? After I, uh, you got to do, just like in the song, okay? No. No. <laughs> You're in him. It's not me, Casey. Okay, I tried. You can't squeeze blood from a stone. <laughs> anyway, maybe as a bonus, we'll do the little. We'll do a little. Song. Oh, okay. God. You only get that if you're paying us at least twenty bucks a month. My <laughs> God, no, no one wants to hear There's, that. We don't have a. We do not have that level. That there's no twenty dollar a month level. I mean, if, 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 this, if we, we need to introduce it, is that what you're telling me? Start a $20 a month level. It's just us re-recording Simpsons songs in our horrible, horrible voices. Matt? Okay, Matt. You, no, wait. I got it even better. You can do your metal voice, and I will attempt to play the guitar, and everyone will laugh at us. Matt, I I can carry a tune, okay? I have a 6 out of 10 singing voice. It's okay. It's good enough to get by. And I'm pretty sure you have okay, exactly fair, you fair. exactly have the same. I think your voice is a 6 God, out of 10. No. One out of ten max. Pretty sure it goes into the negative. Some points are in the Matt, range. We're gonna, Matt has really bad self-esteem issues, um, and I, I'm really <laughs> trying to help, and it's really difficult some at times. I just try. I try and be confident. I just, you know, I try and like instill confidence in him and and compliment him mm-hmm. about uh, mostly like, by buying me cook, uh, cookie cookbooks, which is helping a lot, honestly. I've heard I made re- chocolate treats. Uh, I've heard reports that you're starting a cookie business, Matt. Yeah, people keep saying that, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe you should. Matt's cookies. Uh-huh. Matt's cookies. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. That'll do it for uh, reviews. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite fictional animal character? Lots of great answers. Matt, take it away. Alrighty. Uh, first up, from Casey, uh, for completely different reasons, both Mr. Peanut Butter and Princess Carolyn from BoJack are my absolute favorites. It's a show filled with incredible characters, but those two always stuck with me. Ooh, yeah. Uh, from JJ, I have to go with Klaus, the fish from American Dad. In the early seasons, he was only used sparingly for German stereotype jokes, but he eventually develops into a pretty quotable and interesting character. In the later seasons, he's characterized as a hipster who thinks he's really cool, but all the other characters think he's super lame, and I love it. I'm right there with you, JJ. Klaus is, is an unsung hero of American Dad. Uh, from Andy, Doug from Up. Very obvious. I hope there were lots of those. Um, from Tim, you want a sarcastic yet lovable cat that has a history longer than that of The Simpsons? That would, of course, be Garfield. That's fair. Uh, from Derek, this is controversial given how his character changed for the worse in the middle seasons, but I'm going to go with Brian Griffin, a family guy. I've been watching the early seasons a lot lately, and Brian's sardonic and dry responses to Peter's nonsense are brilliant. There's a scene where they're watching Sesame Street, and Peter asks if there's ever been an episode where the Count does somebody in and then starts feeding on him. And Brian's just like, you, you're you asking if there's ever been a Sesame Street in which the Count kills someone and then sucks their blood for sustenance. Yeah. No, they've never done that. <laughs> I remember that gag. That is a very good gag. Uh, definitely better than what Brian turned into in the later seasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Gabe... Uh, Scooby-Doo-Doo, of course. Everyone loves Scooby. Uh, from at Borty ATX, Kermit the Frog. I think he's one of the most relatable characters of all time. A guy just trying to do his best while having to mitigate the incompetence of everyone surrounding him. 
Ooh boy, yeah. We and we didn't. Uh, we forgot to mention. I've, this is another. I, I call it a high point of this episode, Matt. And only in con- contrast to everything else, but Kermit does appear. He gets sung to by Lurleen. Yes, that's right. She uh, Kermit thinks that Lurleen is coming on to him, and Kermit, you are correct. She then, absolutely is. And then Piggy uh, karate kicks him. I I think yes, I I think I enjoyed that only well like I enjoy the Muppets but that's not really fair that's not the Simpsons but he's in this episode Kermit's in this episode I, I we didn't mention he is that's true uh from at the Andrew blog uh Jake the dog from Adventure Time John DiMaggio can do no wrong and Jake may be his finest performance of all now it's all joined together in a strange rendition of the bacon pancakes <laughs> no we're not doing that I mean one we're not doing that but no. two. Uh, sucking at something is the first step for being sort of good at something. So, you know, if you ever need wisdom, Jake not, is the first, best person to go to. Bacon pancakes. No, I do not want that on my head. We're not going to start saying bacon pancakes. Ah. All right. Uh, from Yes, It's Aaron. Since I went Looney Tunes last week, I will go with Rolf the dog from The Muppet Show. He's the glue that held it all together. I mean, they needed something to hold it all together because it wasn't Kermit no matter how much he tried. Uh, from Matt D. Jacobson. Winnie the Pooh. He shares a special place in my wife and I's marriage as we had a Winnie the Pooh poem read at our wedding. Oh, whenever we go to Disney, seeing Pooh is always a highlight of our trip. Seeing the movie Christopher Robin made me seek happiness instead of money. Ah, well, the, I, I guess that the movie worked then. Uh, the, the, the utterly crushing Christopher Robin movie. I have yet to see that and I, I'm not going to. No, it's, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm also a big fan of Pooh. Uh, as as David is, but that movie is. Is it, anyone it, in our generation who is not a big fan of Winnie the Pooh? They are dead inside or didn't get to see it. They they exist, but it's uh I don't know. Christopher Robin is half children's film and half crushing uh criticism of capitalism. <laughs> What, Robbie? We all know capitalism can do no wrong. Uh, I, it's a, I like it. It's it's per, it's. I I was not expecting it. I really and I. Hey, it's Ewan McGregor. How can I love? Who who doesn't like you? You, you have to love everything Ewan McGregor. Yeah, of requires. course. Come I on, mean, obviously. Come on, he's the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, for Matt Wayscats, I want to answer the Warner siblings from Animaniacs, but what animal are they? I think they're supposed to be a weird mouse, but you know, we'll we'll go with that. I was gonna say like they're like dogs. Maybe. Maybe. I think they kind of do look like Goofy, but we'll never know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to avoid that complex conversation, I'm just going to say Halucha from Pokemon. Robbie, do you know what a Halucha is? I mean, it's a it's a Pokemon. Um, like, I mean, I get that, but I didn't know if you had any idea like, you know, what it looked like or did or shouted. I'm, do you want me to... Just... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it's just shouts it's a it's a lucha it's a it's like a a lucha libre bird i guess is how i would describe oh okay gotcha all right that, that's a good one that's good then yeah all right from at the, the board gamer scooby-doo or feathers mcgraw my favorite evil penguin chicken uh from at hippie 200 is the balrog Dern's bane from lord of the rings and animal if so it is my answer i mean it's just so effing cool in the book and the film i actually nicknamed my dog balrog because he is such a pain in the butt is the Balrog an animal? I mean, I feel like in well, if we're going canon, if we're going canonically by Tolkien's lore, the Balrog is effectively a fallen angel, much, uh, yes. much like like Gandalf is an angel. Balrog is also technically an angel, but they have just See, the problem is I would say what classifies as an animal. And animals usually are not sentient, or at least fairly not sapient. But if we're including like the Bojack characters as animals, quote unquote, then obviously the Balrog has to be considered an animal because people are animals. 
I would, I would, I, I don't know. It's this is I included this so we would have this discussion. I would say it's fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> Balrog is it's also fine. very animalistic. I would also argue so it's not. And in the case true, of Mr. Peanut true. Butter, they are literally is it's a dog. Like it talks, but it is a dog. Like that's not up for debate. Mr. Peanut Butter I mean, is a dog. Definitely not up for debate. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter is a huge dog, and Princess Carol is a absolute cat. Exactly. They're they're they are animals. Just because they talk doesn't mean okay. It's a this is a All hazy right. line. Anyway. This is not cut and dry. Uh, I mean, it's, if you include uh, people as animals, which is the correct definition. We're not. Definition, we're not. Then, you know, we're not get, counting people, Matt. Okay, people are not animals. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, from at Brian J Field, Garfield or the Roadrunner. Ooh, good choices. And finally, from at Simpsons Watch, Animal of the Muppets. Animal is an animal. Animal is an animal. To be mm-hmm. fair, technically correct is the best kind of correct. Exactly. Robbie, what is your answer? I really, this is this is a hard one. I really went back and forth a lot, but yeah. no one answered this, which I was a little bit surprised by. And I think it's, uh, I almost went with Pooh, but just for, also for the sake of diversity of answers, I'm going to go with Hobbes and Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Calvin Hobbes is uh, tremendous, fantastic, just incredible, and Hobbes uh, is a great character. Matt, what is your answer? My answer is actually a new one I just came across this past week, and that is Grudge from Star Trek Discovery, because Grudge is adorable. Uh, it is a giant main coon cat that one of the characters in the uh, 31st, 32nd century has, because apparently, besides from Data's cat, Spot, who is a close runner-up, uh, no one seems to have pets in the future, and screw that, everyone should have pets. Cats would love to live on spaceships. Would they? I mean, they couldn't get out. They would probably be pretty safe, <laughs> except for all the explosions that happen. I was going to say, Matt, it's like, they are... I don't know, this is... Obviously, we're following the Enterprise in Star Trek. Is that mm-hmm. emblematic of all of their exploratory vessels? Oh, gosh, no. I'm I'm pretty sure unless you have a TV show about you, you have a pretty normal time. Uh, unless the Enterprise comes across you and then you're screwed. <laughs> you better hope that you never ever cross paths with the Enterprise or Discovery or the other Enterprise or the other Enterprise or Voyager. And don't go to Deep Space Nine. <laughs> don't go to Deep Space Nine. Whatever you do, <laughs> do not go to Deep Space Nine. It's a great cat. Let's move on. Next week's question, listener question of the week. Next week is which one-off character would you bring back for an episode? Ooh. That would be a tough one. So back to the, we're going to do a Simpsons question this week. We'll see what other responses. Lately, all my Simpsons-related questions, they have been no one answering, but we're going to see it. This is a, another test to see if anyone cares. Um, I'll post this on all social media, on Twitter, at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And, uh, and I post on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Once again, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a nine-point lead on me, which, at least it's single digits. I had to I had to pull a miracle out of my butt last week just to get it to single digits. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. Homer manages what country singer in Colonel Homer? That is Lurleen Lumpkin. You're welcome. What's my easy question? Uh, your easy question. 
What former vice president writes sane planning, sensible tomorrow in grandpa versus sexual inadequacy? What was the question? What former vice president former vice president sane planning, sensible tomorrow in grandpa versus sexual inadequacy? This is an easy question. Um, I mean, they really only talk about one vice president in the Simpsons. Al Gore? You are correct. I know, but Matt, my question is about Learnley Lumpkin, and you're asking me questions about some obscure book that Al Gore wrote. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, don't worry. I make up for it. We're meeting hard questions. What record company buys Learnley's contract from Homer? Uh, I believe it is Rebel Yell Records. I need a full answer. Oh, God. It's a division of some Japanese name. Um, Yokohama Corporation? I, I, that's, that's the best I got. It is a division of the Tokasaki Corporation. Of course, of course. I would have really liked if it had been a division of, um, oh God. Um, but the fishbowl. I'm to think of it. Well, the fishbowl uh, or the, um, what's the one from Alien that I can never remember? Uh, what? Why do you want Alien? Yutani, a division of Whalen yutani Why would you want one that I don't, well. I guess technically Alien, I believe, is a Fox property, so they probably could use it, but they there wouldn't. I don't I don't want Matt, do not invoke Ridley Scott lore on in any product you enjoy, okay? Because it will take it over, it'll it'll be spread <laughs> like a fungus, like a parasite, and and destroy the thing you love, okay? Uh-huh. Alien and aliens are great movies in their own ways, and then we had to then then like 45 alien sequels are coming out and they all are just like oh look at all this nonsense isn't this great like no i don't need it i don't i didn't care who the navigator was i just it was a cool alien thing it was a mystery i don't need an answer ridley scott go direct a bad historical drama um (laughs) what's my medium question all right anyway your medium question what is the name of the paul harvey book that homer and marge buy for their marital difficulties they get the audiobook. Mm-hmm. It is Mr. and Mrs. American. You're close, but you're missing one very important word that I'm going to have to disqualify your answer. It is Mr. and Mrs. Erotic American. Everyone's favorite sex book. Matt, your hard question. <laughs> Where does Lurleen record her demo? Oh, God. It's... It's a booth in the back of a, oh man, it's like a, record your own demo tape. It's a booth in the back of a, an arcade center or something. And like the guy who works there is like, hey, my buddy works over at the radio station. Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to say the family fun center arcade. It's the best I got. It is. You're correct. It is a booth. It is the back of the record store. Lucky's Records. Lucky's Records, of course. Are you ready for your hard question? I've never been readier. Okay. What is the name of the movie Homer and Marge are watching at the beginning of the episode that Homer would rather watch than have sex with Marge? Who? Um, um, it's not the Hercules one, I don't think. That's that's a different episode. It's <laughs> like a Hercules goes to New York or something like that. Um, I don't remember, Matt some 70s thing i don't remember what it is though it's uh yeah it's it's an interesting one it is mm. good time slim uncle doobie and the great frisco Freakout. sounds like that's a troy mcclure movie I'm, it is a troy mcclure yeah yeah okay that's what's up all right well be with both of that both of that 
both Matt and I got one point, um, but that's not good. There's not that many episodes left in this season. I don't think. Only a handful. Yeah, we only got about seven left, six, seven left. Which is not enough, I don't think. I really, but I need to need to buckle down and try and bring this at least close. At least get it close, Robbie. Come on. Um, that's enough for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank, Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. What a bad episode. Um, well, it's better than last week's. I mean, yeah. Um, that's not Smoking the Daughters number 379. Uh, it's better than that. Um, let's see. That's true. Papa Don't Leech. Uh, I'm going to put it, I would say, let's see, where is it? What's what is it better than any of these? Oh my lord! This episode's bad. Uh, uh, Matt, it's real bad. I mean, I think somebody's guess was like three seventy six or something mm, like that. I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not that bad, but it's bad. Um, I'm trying to think of other. Okay, it's. I think it. I think future drama is better than it. So it's below Future Drama. Future Drama is number three forty-two. I would say it's below that for sure. I'm trying to like go down this list and see what's absolutely better than it. Um, okay. Where's the tow truck episode? Oh, uh, what was that one called again? Uh, that's what I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the name of the episode. Uh, tow okay, truck. So, okay. Well, okay. Look at this way. Uh, there's GI Annoyed Grunt, where the military tries to destroy Springfield. Is it better or worse than that? This is better than that. Okay, so we, we've got 342 to 357, somewhere in there. Okay. I'll uh, get Homerazzi, where Homer is a paparazzi. Midnight uh, Midnight Towboy is the name of the tow truck episode. Um, that's that's, uh, that's well above. That's well above future trauma. So that, yeah. The, I okay. Was, I was like, that episode's better, but that's what that's our yeah, that's way up. That's higher bumper window. Um, ice cream of Margie with the light blue hair. I think, I think that episode's better than this. So I think it's in between GI Annoy Grunt and Ice Cream of Margie with the light blue hair. Um, we have Funeral for a Fiend, which is about the Sideshow Bob episode. I think that's a good that's a good comparison. Is it better than Funeral for a Fiend? Oh gosh. Um, no, I'm gonna say no. Really didn't like that episode, but. I think it's worse. I don't like any of these episodes, Matt, if you're really asking my opinion. I think Funeral for yeah. Fiend is better. I think Bob is, you know, obviously a recurring guest character. Um, I think that episode is not good, but it is better than this. Then below that is you can't always say what you want, which is the Kent Brockman. Where Kent Brockman says a swear word and then gets kicked off and has to go to Fox News. Yeah, I remember that one. And then we get a weird, like, weird thing about the uh, Republican Party or something. And then the, the Fox, like, censors the Simpsons. Or, yeah, very, very confusing. Something along those lines. Very yeah. weird. Um, is it better or worse, Matt? Uh, Which would gosh, you rather watch? Um, Which would you rather watch? Probably you can't always say what you want. I would say the opposite. Really? Yes. I don't really care. I don't want to see either of them. Really. 
Well, yeah, there's degrees. They both are terrible. They are both. I think. I think the. I. I'm gonna say it's the chicks that put it over the top for me. I think it's just their ebullience puts it above. You can't always say what you want. That is the only thing. I like the chicks. That's true. They're the chicks. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Is that okay? Is that all right? That works for me. You don't care. You should care, Matt, deeply. Yeah, you know me. You should care with your heart and your soul. How dare you take this light? Take <laughs> about if it's number three fifty six or number three fifty seven or three fifty four. Um, that is Papa Don't Leech number number three fifty six. Uh, on our list, right below Food Number Four, Fiend, right above. You can't always say what you want. It is a new number one sixty five on the post Golden Years rankings. Number one on the list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on the list is still Codependence Day. Probably has not much competition for that. For at least, well, I don't know. We're getting the third Mona episode soon. It might. Hmm. God knows what they'll do with that. Um, that'll do it uh, for us. But before we go, we have one more question and answer. One more thing to do. The question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Um, someone there's has, zero reason to no, ever there, care about no, this. There, We've there's, had enough of Lurley. There's nothing, there's nothing valuable in this. Um, someone had asked that we shoot Royce himself out of the cannon. It's both. Oh, that would be nice. They're both there. Um, I'm not going to fire the cannon twice, but Royce is, is assuredly represented in this. Uh, fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Papa Don't Leech. Goodbye, Lurleen. Goodbye, Royce. Lurleen too, effectively. Um, that's not. There's nothing in this that's worth it. Um, that's a big no on a Papa Don't Leech. We can move up to the top of the list as we work our way down. Uh, asking the same question, we're at an interesting, an interesting uh, entry on our list. Matt, that is Homer at the Bat. New number. That's our number ninety episode. A very beloved episode that people really like Homer at the Bat. Um, we're not as high on it as a lot of people, largely because it's it's mostly just like a wacky, fun episode. It is not, it's not a lot of character in Homer at the Bat. It's mostly just Homer, you know. Being Homer. Homer being Homer. A decent human being. Yeah, Homer, Homer believing in himself and, and doing his best and coming up clutch by getting hit in the head with a baseball. Um, I love Homer the Bat. I loved baseball at the time, so Homer the Bat is very nice love nostalgia but i do not want the nostalgia to cloud over our rankings so homer the bat is that canon matt i mean it, there's ollie smith literally gets sucked into a vortex king griffey jr's head gets enlarged i can't i be. mean that's true but we never see those people again so maybe in the simpsons universe that did happen i'm i'm merely playing devil's advocate obviously homer at the bat is canon it is <laughs> a great episode it's very 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 funny I like all the baseball guest stars. They do a great job. Um, Homer is great. There's a lot of jokes in there. A lot of good baseball jokes, a lot of baseball references to other baseball movies and stuff. Um, canon does not necessarily apply that that stuff happened in the universe of the Simpsons. It's more merely as if this episode is worthwhile and valuable. And it is. So it stays a part of the canon. Of course it does. Was there any doubt? Was there any I doubt? Mean, I hope not. No, there was no doubt. Matt. Hey, Matt. Yes, Robbie. Our next episode oh, no. is 
Apocalypse Cow. What now? After joining 4-H, Bart saves a cow named Lou and gives it to a girl named Mary, guest voiced by Zoe Deschanel, a farm girl. Her father, Cletus, mistakenly believes it as a token for Mary's hand in marriage and attempts to get the two married. <sighs> Bart, Bart gets married into the Spucklers. That's the episode with a cow. Okay. 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 I'm not going to do anything possible to not have to watch this episode, but you have fun. I'm very sorry, Matt. Your blood oath is for it. Uh-huh. Oof. Uh huh. <laughs> Oof. Sorry. You know, if you try and I, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna say this to our listeners that a few weeks back, Matt had a really sore throat. His, his and his voice was basically gone, and I had I I and it was uh it was the it was that '90s show, not a good episode. And uh, I, we had Andrew there even as a guest star. He could have easily helped carry the load with me and Matt could have taken the week off. You know what Matt said? No way. I'm not missing a week. Well, Matt also said that I am not missing the chance to just talk about how incredibly terrible that episode See, was. See, okay. So I just want to make that very clear to our listeners. Matt, you know, Matt says, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. And then I give him an opportunity to take a week off. Matt goes, no, I'm going to suffer. Matt likes the pain. That's what I'm saying. That is ultimately what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll do it for us today. You can find us online at thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to all of our pl- all the things we do, all the links online, all our social media, Twitter, at SimpsonShowPod, and emails at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And obviously, we're on Patreon. Please support the show on Patreon. It's the best deal in podcasting. Get you hundreds, hundreds of hours of entertainment for 2 or $5 a month, how much you want to support us. We really appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on. We are not a big operation. It is literally me and Matt. Um, Mostly Robbie. It is mostly Robbie. Um, we appreciate all our supporters on Patreon. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. It is my name. My website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all the things I do online, including my novels. I have 10 novels, guys. 10. 10 books. You can go buy all of them right now. None of them are hard novels. My newest is called Burial. It is a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic revenge western uh, about oh, an aging lady gunslinger doing her best to get revenge but uh the man against the man around her but his death is not enough she must bury him in the the waste to ensure he gets sent to the deepest darkest hell it is a great book my best yet i'd love it if you went and checked it out bought it reviewed it give me a great five-star review on amazon if you if you're one of those people who bought my book and read it and loved it go leave me a little review please i love you forever and i mean that literally reviews are so important um matt does not participate in social media you will not find him uh that is true uh, just like every week, I'm spending all of my time uh, taking care of kittens. Uh, we are down to, what's been, I believe, nine in the house, down from, uh, I think it was 13 at the, the top. Uh, so uh, if you would like to see these adorable kittens, they are all graduating this week. In fact, two of them have already been adopted. Uh, actually, four have been adopted, and more are getting adopted this weekend. So if you want to see them in their adorable little ties, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram, and you can... Uh, see them in all their wonderful, adorable glory. And if you live in the Central Florida area, maybe you can get one of your own. We've still got at least six left. So come oh. enjoy the kittens while you can. Oh, only six? Only six left until the next batch comes in. Actually, technically there's one little two-week-old, but she's a long way from being ready to be adopted. Oh, little, little kitty. Little, she's little, very loud. Little, well. Sometimes when you're little, that's all that's all the way you can communicate. Just that's yell. true. All you can do is scream. All you can do is scream because life hurts and you don't really you're not used to it yet. 
Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching the Simpsons. Shh.